Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. 3CR would like to acknowledge the Kulin Nations, true owners, caretakers and custodians of the land from which we broadcast. 3CR pays respect to elders past and present of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their unceded sovereignty. This is 3CR Breakfast. Alternative news, analysis and current affairs. Monday to Friday, 7am to 8.30am. Good morning, you're listening to 3CR on Community Radio. Uh, my name's Ayan. Across from me, we have the beautiful Anya. Good morning. And George. Hello. Um, so, we are missing Zoya, who will be back next week. Lauren, who's on a long break. A sabbatical. <laughs> sabbatical. <laughs> and Chris, who is dealing with the devil, um, <laughs> aka the morning shift. So, we do miss you, Chris. And um, and thank you to the Radioactive Show, current news and information on nuclear peace and energy issues. A good program, as always, which you can check out online. Listen back. And we have, obviously, another round of incredible shows. Today, today we're doing something... Well, not something different, obviously, because we're not. <laughs> we're doing the same thing, <laughs> the thing that works. Um, okay, so moving away from that. Um, so... First up, we have an interview that you put together, George. Yes, I'll be uh, talking to Aaron Thangaratnam about his upcoming play, which is called The Aussie Ethnic Identity Crisis. And I'm really excited to hear about this. Mm. Um, It's talking about, I guess, a Sri Lankan uh, Australian identity uh, represented through a relationship between a son and his grandmother. Yeah. It sounds really, really cool. I'm really excited to talk to him about that. Excited Mm. to listen. And we have Joshua Badge. Mm, at about 7.40, we'll be talking to Joshua Badge, who is um, a queer activist, lecturer, philosopher, um, social media presence. Um, and he's joining us to talk about the religious discrimination bill and the various concerns that he has with it and that you know other activists have with it. And at about 8 o'clock, we will then talk to Anne McLeish, who is the chairperson of Kinship Carers Victoria, about Kinship Carers Week, which is happening this week, um, but also what kinship care is and why it's so important in the community. Yes, and to complete that trio, or not trio, what's what's four? How do you say four? The quarter? Mm, anyway, no so idea. To, to complete the show, <laughs> we have um, coming um, into the studio Isabel. Persil, who is from Hepatitis Victoria, mm-hmm. and she will be here to talk about the latest um, the changes to the uh, immigration health requirements and what visa it affects and where people can get support um, on that. So we have excellent, excellent show. Yeah, stick with us this morning. Yes. Um, Anya, you did something. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I knew this was coming. Um, so Done by Law, which is a great show in, uh, on 3CR, it's run by a group of community lawyers and they um, have a show every Thursday, I'm pretty sure, 5 to 6, 
where they talk about the latest developments in, you know, in law and how to support um, community lawyers and community law organisations. They had their trivia fundraiser last Friday, which um, which is always a which is always great fun because um, they have this ridiculous trivia and then they have a limbo and you know it's just a bunch of community lawyers going crazy <laughs> anyway that happened on friday it's quite raised a lot of money and uh, the most important thing <laughs> yes. was how was your hosting <laughs> that's what we wanted she was amazing oh thank oh, you, did you go, yeah i was there oh, yeah nice. despite the fact that i'm completely useless at trivia this we got is one not question true. right no um they were hard questions <laughs> but anya was so good. Like, Thank you. It, it's a really hard ask because you're in a massive room. Everyone is yelling. It was an unruly crowd. It, yeah. it, it, it unruly, <laughs> but you did very well to keep the humour going. I'm surprised I didn't get booed out, but maybe people were too drunk. Mm. Who knows? People liked you. That's Come why. On. Thank you. Because Anya also hosted last year's 3CR Awards. Ceremony. With you. Oh, with me. I felt like you were the shining star. Well, I like to think so. Um, So, yeah, of course, you would have killed it. It was like the photo that you took, um, that you sent us, it looked so huge. 200 200 people, I think. Yeah. 200 people. Mm. Which is amazing because they raised a lot of money that night. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And I think... As far as we know, Radiothon is almost over, but you can still donate. I think we're eighteen thousand yeah. dollars away from Target, yeah. mm, which is yes. quite incredible. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. So you can do that actually by calling nine four one nine eight three double seven. So yeah, get in, support us, support the community that supports you. Mm. Um, should we get a tune? Yeah, let's do it. So. I want to play this track by Maisha and it's called Drowning. Stick with us, we'll be doing some news headlines after this. If people choose to live where there's no jobs, obviously it's very, very difficult to close the gap. Uh, It's not the job of the taxpayer to subsidise lifestyle choices. The way you wake your freedom when it's heavy with the pain. Thank you. 
special evening of music, dance and dinner. Joy of Freedom, Pacific Voices Sing Out for West Papua. Celebrate the launch of the CD Joy of Freedom on Saturday the 21st of September from 6pm at the Brunswick Town Hall. Entry is $15 and includes dinner. Performers include the Chendrawasi Dancers, Pacifica Victoria Choir, Corianne, the Black Sisters, Black Orchid String Band, Izzy Brown from Combat Wombat, Anta Tame and the Neighbours. Because music is our weapon. More information at Facebook event Joy of Freedom, a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Tuesday Brecky on 3CR with myself, George, Ayan, and Anya. It is the 10th of September. We're going to go into a couple of news headlines this morning. And as Chris is away, we will do our best. Like last week, you did it. It was awesome. I just listened back yesterday. Um, but yes, we miss Chris. <laughs> Hopefully see him next week. So I just saw yesterday there was uh, a breaking headline about uh, adjourning the case for Priya and Nadez until September 18th. Mm. I don't know if that's the correct language, but... It, um, so that lawyers can have time to prepare the case. Oh, yes. God, this poor girls, that poor family, yeah. they've been in such a lingo. Mm. It's, yeah, it's it's horrible. But also shout out to the community, the people who, like, showed up to airports, showed up to centres. Yeah. Mm. You know, they're, they're doing God's work, yeah. honestly. Yeah, and keeping the momentum and then seeing the international attention as well. I saw there was an mm. article well, about New York Peter, Times, New York Times yeah. um, talking about... Peter Dutton. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it, it is it's pretty significant to see that international attention. Mm. And hopefully that does something. But it sounds like maybe that has had an impact on this. I don't know. I'm not quite sure how the ins and outs of these processes work. Mm. Mm. I doubt that, I mean, you know, media attention technically can't um, influence legal proceedings. Right. But mm. it's always good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's such a... Sh- yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... Another important news item uh, coming out from last week, and some of you might have, uh, and listeners might already know about this as well, that uh, Italy's new government was sworn in last Thursday, and there mm-hmm. was an unlikely alliance between pro-Europe, the pro-European Democratic Party and the, an anti-establishment um, party called the Five Star Movement, which has forced the far right out of power. Mm-hmm. So I think wow. this is a really interesting example mm-hmm. because obviously we're seeing the rise of far right parties yeah. globally. 
and sort of thinking that this is just a trajectory that now that we're on, mm. but the fact that maybe the, this is a way forward in terms of people having to, parties having to come together that maybe don't have the same politics mm. in order to prevent a far-right party from getting into power. Mm. No, but, we love that. Yeah. We love anyone that challenges that. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's Hope, super interesting. Yeah. Mm. No, hopefully that takes off, like, across the world. Yeah. Globally. Yeah. Italy, but, yeah. Yeah, definitely thinking strategy, how, how do we stop these movements? Um, so Giuseppe Conte, uh, the Prime Minister, has served a 14-month-long 14, uh, 14 coalition uh, which collapsed after right-wing league uh, uh, party led by Salvini put out in an attempt to trigger an early election hoping his party would win. So he was not successful. Uh, and it is expected, uh, though, that, that, uh, that the party, so Giuseppe Conte's party will only have a slender majority which might cause some issues. But yeah, in, really interesting development, maybe something that we need to be looking at. Mm. Um, so, in other news, protesters are urging Washington to pass the Hong Kong Democratic and Human Rights Act. The bill proposes sanctions against Hong Kong and Chinese officials found to suppress democracy and human rights. And activists uh, have smashed windows, started street fires and vandalised the central metro station. So it definitely sounds like things are still being, you know, still being pretty mm. full on over in Hong Kong with the protests. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And recently we, uh, well, bring it, bringing it locally, um, the government is thinking of re instating uh, a legislation that would test welfare recipients so people on new start and youth allowance um, to do drug testing so it's potentially it will potentially be tested um, in a few locations so sorry I've got the page open and I'm trying to make sure okay so it would take place in Logan which is in Queensland Canterbury Bankstown in New South Wales and Mandura um, yeah, so, and apparently people will be selected for testing at random, but random is never random. So um, mm. if that is concerning to you or you'd like to know more about your rights and so on, there is an organisation that we always love to plug, which is the Unemployed Workers' Union. Um, if you go to their website, unemployedworkersunion.com, you could find information um, about how to, like, Centrelink-related information and also um, job service providers. Um, the number I'm trying to pull up, but it's not showing up, um, but we will try to bring you that number later in the show. Um, but, yeah, so I'm guessing that is so far what we have in the news. We'll let you know if things develop, mm -hmm. and we'll be back a few after a few short CSAs. 3CR is a community radio licence holder. What you hear on community radio is governed by the community radio codes of practice. The codes of practice cover matters relating to program content, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music, programs for children and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting by and for the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this station. Copies of the code are available from the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash who we are. Rise. 
Come to a very special evening of music, dance and dinner. Joy of Freedom, Pacific Voices sing out for West Papua. Celebrate the launch of the CD Joy of Freedom on Saturday the 21st of September from 6pm at the Brunswick Town Hall. Entry is $15 and includes dinner. Performers include the Chendrawasi Dancers, Pacifica Victoria Choir, Corey Ann, the Black Sisters, Black Orchid String Band, Izzy Brown from Combat Wombat, and Tatame and the Neighbours, because music is our weapon. More information at Facebook event Joy of Freedom, a 3CR supporter. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts, and so do we. They're 100% cotton and Australian-made, and you can get one for just $30. They come in black, dark grey, and a cool light grey. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 94198377, or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. Three CR broadcasters present over a hundred radio programs every week, including a diverse range of community language shows. Come to one of CR community radio. Please subscribe now. تستمع هنا إلى CR community radio أرجاء الاشتراك الآن. نينغل لونغلين سموها بانولي تريسياري كرت كوندير 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 Suscríbete ahora. Metsuketsek Radio I Gayaranin, Oretanguda Melbumi Hai Kaotin, Hima Artsanakrovetsek Ipertrisiari Antam. Support the station that gives your community a voice. Subscribe to 3CR. Good morning, you're listening to 3CR on, no, you're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 3CR Community Radio. Um, so earlier we were talking about the uh, a potential legislation that would drug test welfare recipients. And if that story has um, alarmed you or you'd like to know more information, as we said, the Unemployed Workers Union number is 1-800-289-848. That's 1-800-289-848. There's also legal aid, which is 1-300-792-387. That's 1-300-792-837. And they're available Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we will share all that information on our socials. So we have a special guest in the studio with us this morning, Aaron Things at Random. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming in this morning. So just um, just to give our listeners a bit of background, mm. so Aaron is a first-time playwright but long-time buffoon, trying to explore and skewer parts of humanity rarely seen in pop culture in the Aussie ethnic identity crisis. That's right. So your upcoming play. That's right, yeah. That's the name of it. And that's my name. So <laughs> both have been covered right there. Yeah. 
So I love the first line of the play description on your Facebook page, and I just want to read it um, for our listeners. It says, a light play about being dark or a dark play about being white, depending on where you're seated. (laughs) Can you tell us a bit about that? Well, I thought that was a clever turn of phrase, but um, it is just sort of about different perspectives, I guess, on life, depending on who you are. Um, I'm... uh, got a Sri Lankan heritage, so but I grew up here, so I've been able to sort of see both sides of that, um, and that's what I decided to write my play about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'd love to unpack the play more, but I want to backtrack first and talk about what got you into this kind of creative expression, what got you into wanting to write and um, act in plays. Yeah, cool. So I sort of like started doing improvised comedy stuff last year, just after having a conversation with a friend and talking about how I have social anxiety. So she suggested trying these classes as a way to get out of my head, which it didn't work, but it was a lot of fun, and um, I liked just, like, messing around on stage. So then I decided to start writing little sketches, and I sort of thought, like, what was it about me that made me different to everyone else? And there aren't a lot of people you know, people of colour in that space. Um, they're prob- maybe there are, but in that specific space that I joined, there weren't a lot. So I thought that's, you know, that's my sort of unique perspective um, and it was a way to sort of like show people things that they maybe hadn't seen before. So I decided to just extend that out from five minutes to an hour and write a play about it. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, mm. I think you're definitely not wrong there. That's something we talk about often. On Tuesday breakfast is the is the the whiteness of various spaces mm. yeah. and the arts yeah. is definitely one of them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really interesting entry point into this kind of work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so um yeah, I mean, it's I just think it's it's fun like I it always breaks it up whenever I do sketches in between a bunch of other sketches. It's definitely different than the other ones. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to see it. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, and and uh, as you pointed out, you know, I don't think it's not something that I've seen like this kind of play. At. This is the first play about a Sri Lankan character that I, I've seen. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, growing up, you just watch things on TV and, and movies and you're like, oh, yeah. I kind of get this, but I just wanted, like, uh, to see someone like me on there. So I thought, why not me? You know? Yeah. Because yeah. um, I'm pretty funny, I reckon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're getting some laughs here. So <laughs> um, if you've just tuned in. They'll let you know afterwards if I'm funny <laughs> or not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Aaron Thangaratnam, a.k.a. Things at Random, about his first play called The Aussie Ethnic Identity Crisis. So you you wrote, directed, and are acting in the play? Is that um, I'm not directing the play, you're not directing. No, but okay. I wrote it and, and I'm acting and in acting. it. And yeah. acting, okay. And mm. so what what has that been like? Um, it's, been, it's been really fun, actually. Um, so writing the play was... Um, hard, but really fun work. Um, I haven't done it before, but, um, yeah, it's just really fun. Um, trying to, just coming up with an idea and then trying to, like, express it in the best way possible. Um, been working with some friends that I met, um, you know, 
through my performing and it's just been really fun trying to find out what it is, what the play is and um, with everyone that I'm working with just trying to figure out what the tone is and um, how to make it as good and fun as possible. Yeah, even though it's dealing with kind of se- uh, serious topics as well. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that sounds interesting when you're, I guess, getting at it from different levels if there is a seriousness, but there's also the humour and sort of mixed together. Yeah, exactly. That's like my favourite kind of stuff, um, stuff that's kind of serious but also funny as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, dark comedy and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And so... I really love that the idea uh, that, that the play is centered around a young boy and his grandmother, and I was wondering uh, to what extent is this based on your own experiences? Yeah, um, I mean, like, so in the play, it's a young boy named Chathro, he's 16, and he, it's just him and his grandma that live together, and uh, they sort of take care of each other, which isn't my experience at all. Um, but uh, I think that uh, in any case, um, a lot of people that's parents didn't grow up here and then they grew up here have that same um, sort of like disconnect in terms of their identity and uh, what culture they uh, identify with. And that like struggle, even though it's it's a loving struggle, is something that a lot of people face that I know and that's something that I faced, but that specific situation isn't really what I went right. through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so can you expand on that that kind of the identity yeah like navigating an identity where you have uh, come your family has come from a different country yeah so I mean like personally growing up and going to a school where I was one of the only um, ethnic people there in primary school uh, there is a you just sort of feel different um, even though you want to feel the same as everyone else and yet when you go home it's different to um the rest of, um, you know, school and all that kind of stuff. So trying to figure out who you are as a teen, like the character is, a 16-year-old, I think everyone has that moment of trying to figure out who they are. But then there's also that added layer of, like, am I an Australian? Am I a Sri Lankan? What am I? So um, I thought that was an interesting time to sort of, like, you know, explore. Mm. Yeah. And then trying to hold on to identity from other places. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, right now, now I am older than that. I'm older than 16. Um, I, like, accept and love all parts of myself. But, you know, when you're 16 and you just want to fit in, sometimes you also try and reject that side of you. Mm. So that's um, uh, sort of what the play is about and that's sort of what Chath is struggling with. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even though his grandma obviously wants him to keep his culture, he wants just to be a normal boy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That sounds like a really important story mm. to yeah to share. Well, mm. thanks. There's also a few jokes in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, and so, what are you hoping that? And I guess you sort of touched on some of these things already. But what what are you hoping that audiences will take from your play? I don't know. I just feel like, um, to me. Um, it's just interesting to see stories that you've never seen before, eh? and also um, it it allows you to have empathy better, I reckon. Mm-hmm. You know, watching something about um, an experience that you've never seen before or um, people that you've never seen before um, lets you see the humanity of them, mm-hmm. and 
I think that's useful. Yeah, and, definitely. And I think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. I'm really excited to uh, hopefully take my mum because I think as you were sharing your story, I think that's something that she went through as well. So mm. that would be really cool. To, yeah, bring her yeah. along. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> so how can people come and see it? So um, you can look it up on the Melbourne Fringe website. Just look up the Aussie Ethnic Identity Crisis. But we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Instagram handle is at Aussie Ethnic and um, Facebook is... Facebook slash Aussie Ethnics with an S, which is a bit confusing, but yeah, there we are. Um, Beautiful. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Aaron. No I'm really excited about your play. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Black. Black, black, black. Black on black, black. Yeah. Hey. Okay, black, 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 black on black, black, my face so black, black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black, is black. Black rims on this black, black wheels in this black, black wheel with this black, black beard, so black on black on black on black on black, 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 black on black, black, my face so black, black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking all black, everything is black. Rims on this black, black wheels black, black, this black, black wheel with this black, black on black, 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 black on black on black on black on black on black on Running in you, dark black as the dark side of the moon. Won't be no truce, won't be no truce. At your funeral in an all black suit, couple white girls working all black suit. Me and man marching an all black suit. Call up the truth, call up the truth. Punch you in the mouth, then knock out your tooth. I can tell when they not telling the truth. Talking that shit, nigga, what you gon' do? What you gon' do? What you gon' do? Back and I'm black and I'm acting brand new. Niggas in the back like, oh word, diamonds all black like, fuck what you heard, fuck what you heard, fuck what you heard. Spilling some Hennessy black on the curb, just for the memory of the deceased. When I black out, I'm awakening the beast. What it's gon' be? What it's gon' be? You don't wanna fuck with a nigga like me. Bet you never seen my fuckin' so black, nigga. I'm black on black on black on black on black, 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 black on black, black my face so black, black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rockin' that black on black is black. Rims on this black wheels black wheel with this black beard, just black on black on black on black, 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 black on black, black my thoughts so black, black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking all black, everything is black. Rims on this black, black wheels and this black wheel with this black, black on 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 black, the police ain't about to black. He's still a pig even though he black. Well, he got a lynch head in that. If you black, you dead in that. Strange fruit hang from a tree. On the leaves is red in that. Do it right like a Garveyite. Africa, I'm heading back. Niggas in the street, black on black. Kill him with the heat. Back, 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 back. Cut off his heat. Put him in shackles. Man to moose up and had the cash. Makes blacks to dilute black. Don't want blacks to produce black. Say black and they boot that. Orange is the new black. Black, 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 black on black. Black, my face so black. Black, black, I'm black. My skin is so black. I'm rocking that. Oppression. I'm about to give me that black Tesla. Black skid marks on the pavement. Cops want to see me in a black cage. Black on black on black. Master Juba with the tap dance. Gucci with the dapper dance. Tell them kiss my black ass. Riding on a dino with the black mags. Just another black man trying to stay up at the cast. Yeah, black don't crack. Matter of fact, where the fuck are 40 acres at? We black on black on black on black on black. Black, black, black on black. 
ironic that the state of Victoria want to treaty with Aboriginal people but have no issue in destroying our sacred sites. War is devastating on the environment. In peacetime, the military is a huge user of fossil fuels, a huge driver of nuclear energy and ultimately the architect of nuclear weapons. Subscribe to 3CR in 2019. Special evening of music, dance and dinner. 
Joy of Freedom, Pacific Voices Sing Out for West Papua. Celebrate the launch of the CD Joy of Freedom on Saturday the 21st of September from 6pm at the Brunswick Town Hall. Entry is $15 and includes dinner. Performers include the Chendrawasi Dancers, Pacifica Victoria Choir, Corey Ann, the Black Sisters, Black Orchid String Band, Izzy Brown from Combat Wombat, and Tatame and the Neighbours, because music is our weapon. More information at Facebook event Joy of Freedom, a 3CR supporter. International NGO Servas continues as a network of hosts and travellers promoting peace, goodwill and cultural understanding. This year, Servas celebrates its 70th birthday and you're invited. Saturday the 14th of September from 12 to 3pm at Gels Park in Wheelers Hill. For more information and to RSVP, email jan underscore robertson at yahoo.com. This celebration is in the lead up to the UN International Day of Peace on the 21st of September a day to recognise the efforts of those who have worked hard to end conflict and promote peace. Servas Australia, a 3CR supporter. Well, good morning. You're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 3CR Community Radio. The time is 7.38. So the song that we played before the CSAs, we played two songs actually. We played um, Buddy by, no, sorry, Black. The song is called Black by Buddy featuring ASAP Ferg. And the other song was Black Girl Magic by our favourite Samper the Great. <laughs> All right. What's the time now? It's 7.39. Um, it's still pretty cold out there. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 3CR Community Radio with myself, Anya. George and Ayan. Next up, we're super, super, super excited to talk to Joshua Badge. Joshua, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Joshua, maybe we'll just start with you um, just talking about yourself. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, um, so my name is Joshua Badge, and I'm a lecturer in philosophy at Deakin University. Mm-hmm. Um, I work pro bono with the Federation of Community Legal Centres and Sword Harbour Health, which is an LGBTI health organisation. Mm-hmm. Um, I also write freelance in places like the ABC and The Guardian. Um, in my t- spare time, I really, really like to cook, which mm-hmm. sometimes I post about on Twitter. Um, uh, the discussion that we're going to have today is fairly interesting to me, um, not just philosophically, but also because I grew up in a household with a Catholic father and a Wiccan mother. Mm. So I'm pretty familiar with a, a diversity of religious views. Mm. So this bill that we're going to be talking about today, the Religious Discrimination mm. Bill, can you take us through the background of this bill? How did it all come about? Yeah, so... Um, uh, just after the postal survey concluded and same-sex marriage uh, passed uh, in Parliament, um, Prime Minister or then Prime Minister Turnbull uh, commissioned a uh, review, a uh, formal uh, government review into uh, religious freedom in Australia, and this took the form of the Ruddock Review. Um, so this panel was comprised of uh, Philip Ruddock, who was the Attorney General when same-sex marriage was made illegal under John Howard's government, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, a figures like Frank Brennan, who uh, is a Jesuit priest who most recently uh, made headlines as an apologist for uh, the convicted sex offender Cardinal Powell. Mm. Um, so this 
panel and the review didn't get off to a great start. Um, so the panel was closed to the public and it wasn't recorded. So allegations about hostile and inappropriate questioning couldn't really be properly investigated. And from all appearances, the review and its recommendations were kind of consolation prizes for uh, a segment of Australia who felt that they had been treated unfairly by the passage of same-sex marriage. Mm -hmm. And so the bill that we're talking about today is really the form that that uh, consolation prize as such has taken. So it enacts a couple of things that the Ruddock Review recommended. So firstly, um, the, the bill enacts that religious organisations can legally refuse goods, services and facilities to gay couples, for example, you know, the hiring of a hall for a, a wedding reception, um, and that, uh, importantly, that advocating for heterosexual-only marriage doesn't disqualify religious orgs as legal charities. Mm. So that's the, that's the kind of the direction and the thrust of where the bills come from. Yeah, and it sounds like the bill has been in the works for a long time, but it really seemed to um, come into the public attention after the Israel Falau case. Mm. Yeah, mm. and... Can you list some of the concerns you have with regards to this bill, just just generally? Yeah, you know, that's a really good uh, point to make just uh, on Falau. You know, the government could have been really honest and called it Falau's law mm. because, you know, it, it's kind of come out of uh, a perception that religious freedom or, or uh, you know, religious practice was under threat by the passage of same-sex marriage. Um, and, you know, there have been a number of cases studies since then where an issue has flared up seeming to prove that point and flower was one of those moments where you know it seems that for some people that religious freedom was under threat mm. um, so a very large portion of the bill is devoted to ensuring that employers can't limit uh, employees from making quote-unquote statements of belief so for example uh, an employer wouldn't be able to stop someone from making a social media post to meeting gay people if uh, the employer employee claimed it was religiously based. Mm. Um, so that's the kind of, uh, you know, framing the way that it's developed around the flower issue. Mm. Um, but there are a number of other issues in the bill that are quite concerning as well. Um, you know, it would make it an offence to refuse to hire or to fire someone who... Uh, made those kind of statements. So mm -hmm. someone might have a very uh, a history of public and aggressive homophobia, but uh, you know an employer would be forced to hire them or retain them as long as they claimed that it was religiously based. You know, in a mm -hmm. kind of extreme example, someone could wear a shirt uh, to work every day that said "All gays burn in hell," uh, and an employer wouldn't even uh, be legally allowed to reprimand them if it was claimed that it was you know religiously motivated. Um, and, you know, that's, that's definitely one part of the bill that is uh, very likely going to be revised because it's going to be strongly challenged just mm -hmm. because that's going to get extremely messy. Uh, employers are obligated to provide a safe work environment on the one hand, but this bill kind of prevents them from doing that in some cases. Uh, and this will get, uh, you know, uh, so I, I'm a lecturer, I work at a university. The university is obligated to provide a safe environment for students. That's going to get extremely complicated uh, as far as this bill is concerned. Mm. Um, it, 
On some other issues, you know, um, religious schools uh, also won't be allowed to reprimand students engaging in deliberate homophobia, so long as they claim it's religiously based, which is a bit of a kick in the teeth to the LGBTI community because religious schools can already fire gay teachers and expel gay students. In fact, there's been at least one case where a student was expelled just for having gay parents. Mm. Uh, so that kind of shielding of homophobic action in addition to the... Uh, you know, already the kind of uh, legal discrimination is a uh, bit of a, uh, a kick in the teeth. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I just uh, sorry to interrupt over there. I just wanted to talk yeah. about that a little bit before we come back to the question. Um, sure. So, you know, if schools can already fire um, people based on their sexuality, really, what is what is this bill expanding the scope of? If that's already possible. Yeah, you know, that's that's a really good question, and mm. I suppose that's uh, the question that the government hasn't really answered. Mm. So I've been saying that, you know, there's this uh, a sentiment among some people that religious freedoms are under threat, but really, you know, there wasn't a huge call for uh, these kinds of exemptions or, mm. or privileges, uh, you know, no doubt religious discrimination does happen in Australia, and I'm thinking particularly uh, about the experiences of Jewish people and Muslims in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure at some point there will have been an example of a Christian being discriminated against as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of the human rights groups are really on board with the idea of there being protections for uh, religious practice that fit into a kind of wider legal framework around human rights. Um, the The, you know as to why the government has decided to um, make it lawful to discriminate against a, a new range of people. Uh, you know, it's a bit of an open question. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm, no, you go. Yeah, I was just going to uh, return to the question mm. um, just insofar as, you know, and it is a kind of wider range of people. So, uh, for example, this bill is also uh, potentially an issue for women and their reproductive rights, uh, as well as uh, children mm-hmm. uh, in terms of accessing health care. Mm-hmm. So the bill has a section on a quote-unquote conscientious objection, which would allow doctors to refuse health services on religious grounds. So they would be able to refuse performing abortions, for example, or referring people for uh, that kind of uh, medical um, uh, uh, thing. Um, That's outrageous, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, they would be able to refuse vaccination. Mm. I also wonder whether they would be able to refuse uh, referrals for trans people seeking uh, medical counsel or Mm. even uh, prescribing PrEP to gay men. Um, there's also a particularly vague section in the bill about religious uh, people, about people of faith having access to, uh, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but to any premises which a section of the public may sometimes enter. And so the effect of the very vague wording is that uh, homophobes could force uh, queer venues to host anti-LGBTI events or, you know, uh, Westboro, uh, thinking about Westboro Baptist Church from a 
years and years and years ago, but uh, Westboro-style bigots could essentially turn up to uh, a gay club with uh, very hateful signs with mm. words on them, and the venue would have to let them in or risk being dragged to court. Mm. So the overall concern is that this religious discrimination bill, in fact, enshrines a right to discriminate against LGBT people, uh, that it explicitly protects homophobic political activity and empowers kind of aggressive homophobes and transphobes. Um, but it also affects uh, a wide array of um, different groups. So under existing laws, religious institutions and religious schools um, can already discriminate on the person's religious belief, uh, their uh, uh, sex or gender or sexual orientation, their sexual activity, their marital status, their parental status. Uh, and so all of those groups, mm. in addition to women, particularly stand a little bit at odds with how this bill has been styled. Yeah, okay. Yeah. For listeners tuning in, we're just talking to Joshua Badge about the Religious Discriminations Bill. It, Joshua, it also, almost sounds like the bill is so vague. That's really the main issue, isn't it? That anything and everything can sort of be, sort of come under the umbrella of what certain words mean. I think you, you said something about in, um, the words in good faith, if that's part of the, the bill, and what... Yeah. Yeah, yeah so there's um, lots of little clauses, you know, uh, any law is always going to be subject to some amount of interpretation, mm. but very large sections of this bill um, do not necessarily have very clear definitions, you know, what is a statement of belief, mm. uh, what is a genuine kind of authentic religious practice, um, you know, what does it mean to engage in those things in good faith. Um, you know, I guess in a, in a kind of critical way, um, it looks very much to me as if someone would be able to, um, you know, engage in homophobia or transphobia in, in bad faith and to use these laws as a kind of shield to protect that activity. Mm, yeah, okay. And so what stage of the process is the bill currently at and where does it go from here? Yeah, so the bill is currently under consultation, so that means that it's only a draft mm -hmm. and the government is looking for feedback. I suppose what's interesting about that is that the government consulted with religious leaders before this point, but not any other kind of advocacy or interest groups. Mm -hmm. So it has, uh, I suppose, a particular direction um, that it's headed in. Hopefully, the government takes on board the feedback from a variety of groups, including women's advocacy and LGBTI rights groups. Mm -hmm. um, from there, the government will very likely revise the bill in some ways and then look to table it in Parliament. The other parties, particularly the Labour Party, will need to decide whether or not they want to support it. I think that there's a good chance that the Labour Party will. Many within the party uh, view their uh, electoral loss at the federal election almost as a result of their support of same-sex marriage during the postal survey. So there are members from electorates which voted no, which are looking to court uh, religious traditionalists mm -hmm. in order to keep their seats. And, you know, the leader of the party, Anthony Albanese, has gone on record saying, you know, quote-unquote, that there's a perfectly legitimate case against same-sex marriage. Uh, just yesterday, some ALP front benches were saying that the party's support of strong reproductive rights at the federal level wasn't quite right. So the opposition is definitely very sensitive to the perceptions of this constituency. Um, so I think that there would be bipartisan support for the bill, even in its current state, to be honest. Mm. It's all quite horrific, really. <laughs> <laughs> it could be better.
Yeah, always could be better. So for listeners um, who, you know, have listened to this conversation and who are deeply concerned, as they should be, um, how can they voice their concerns? Who do they contact? Yeah, so I think the most effective way of voicing your concern is just to call your local member. It's just a you very quick Google just to look up your postcode um, and find the phone number for their office. Sometimes they might have a couple, which makes it a bit easier. Um, you know, they're your representative government, and they should definitely know how you feel about it. Uh, and, you know, it's... You shouldn't underestimate the power of that. Even a few phone calls or a few emails can really make a difference in terms of how the discussion plays out in government. Beautiful. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, no, you don't. Don't underestimate that at all. Mm, Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Joshua. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. Rumination. ReCR's Rooming House and Homeless Persons Issues Program. Featuring information on health and housing services, as well as live local guests, artists and performers from our unsung community. Join us at 12pm on Thursday on 3CR 855am. ECR are selling kefir Palestinian scarves in support of the last factory that produces them in Hebron, Palestine. All profits will be donated to the reconstruction efforts in Gaza and support Palestinian industry. These are traditional scarves available in red and black or you can choose from a modern design. Go to 3cr.org.au slash shop to buy online or drop into the station during business hours. Three CR broadcasters present over a hundred radio programs every week, including a diverse range of community language shows. You're listening to Tuesday Brekkie on 3CR. We've got a track for you now, which is from Rhapsody's recently released album. Just a language warning for you. This track is called Nina. Seven Blood on the legs. And blood at the root. So bleed. Emit light rap or emit teal. I drew a line without showing my body, that's a skill. Bad to the bone and the grill. You be dead wrong if looks kill. I'm still on my spiel in the spirit of El Hill. I own the Sparrow, nose like a Pharaoh's. I bloodline trill for the young and all the lils. We all gon' get meals. Talk a lot of game, but we get paid to like Jamil. Was raised upon a hill. The valley's a sunken place. I'm just trying to build like I came with some ketterweight. No, I'm a god MC, cause nigga, I made the devil wait. Boy, I brought hell. You ain't gotta tell me I'm hella great. I don't speak on it nowadays. I just meditate. Y'all can have the bars, nigga. I spit hard metal gates. Henry Louis Gates when I caught me some new estate Make room for myself, I'm in a way different mental place I keep it real, all y'all look anime I'm fine like anime, black don't crack like Angela Black and brave like in the A, it don't come with apologies Let's just tip in some Andre. when you greet me it's namaste Spread love the Brooklyn way or like marmalade 
No matter if you street street or more like the promenade We gotta come together like the corn and the dookie braids For the present and future days I say what I gotta say I am Nina Every Birder The one you love but ain't heard of Got my middle finger up like Pac after attempted murder Failed to kill me, it's still me Woke up singing Shirley Murdoch As we lay these edges down Brown women, we so perfect Went from Bill nigga to steel nigga Being cropped out the picture But we all know who got the juice My sisters imitating us in all the Hollywood pictures And still they'll never be us Nigga, nigga From the backwoods When Nina Woods Think about the life we should lead A new dawn, another deed I tried to do some good I felt more damn than Mississippi was They denied Nina in Philadelphia And still we persevere Like all the 400 years of our own blood Africa, old Panthers looking back Like who gon' come up after us Outside the movies I make sure before it move you It move me Now bow down to a queen, please Here's to the honey in you. To the bittersweet in me, I've shed this blood so romantically, so viciously quiet. Here's to a moment of silence. I've poured and poured my soul again. Here's to Christmas. There was never a we, there was you all, and there was me in this war, likely to succeed, unlikely to surrender, trying and dying to breathe poetry, to rise in the light of day, to subconsciously exist cautiously, ascending towards freedom, praying for a breather. Do you see my pain? Do I seem like prey? Empathy be the reason you're still standing. We are not the same. I've lived more lives than you. I have less pride than you. I'm extraterrestrial. I was created different. I've been here many times before, and I've never been defeated. And still, I will never be defeated. Defeated. Clean up by purchasing some fantastic discounted gardening books from 3CR's online garden store. We have books on waterwise gardening, organic vegetables, roses, climbers and creepers and even clematis. It's easy. Just go to our website, 3cr.org.au and follow the links on the front page. Don't have internet access? Call the station during business hours between 9 and 5 and we'll post out a catalogue in the mail. All proceeds help keep Melbourne's favourite gardening show on air for another year. Tune in 7.30am every Sunday morning. 3CR broadcasters present over 100 radio programs every week, including a diverse range of community language shows. 
Welcome to the Tricia Community Radio. Please subscribe now. تستمعون إلى Community Radio الرجاء الاشتراك الآن. نينغل لونغلين سموها بانولي تريسيارهي كرت كوندير كنديركال. Están escuchando Radio Comunitaria 3CR. Suscríbete ahora. Support the station that gives your community a voice. Subscribe to 3CR. You're listening to Tuesday Brekki on 3CR with myself, George, Ayan, and Anya. You just heard a track from Rhapsody, from uh, Rhapsody's new album, Eve, and it's called Nina. It's my favorite track on the album, but all the songs are sick. Yeah. And yeah, that, that track is sampling Nina Simone, yes. Tuesday Breakfast favorite. <laughs> we yeah. love that. Thank you so much for finding that song. Always with amazing tunes, George. <laughs> no, honestly. <laughs> Your research skills are out of this world. I love being able to share the music. (laughs) So now we have um, Isabel Purcell from Hepatitis Victoria, and she is here to um, look at the changes to the immigration health requirements. Um, Before we get into that, can you just tell me a bit about the work that you do with Hepatitis Victoria? Absolutely. So, Hepatitis Victoria, um, we are the people working across Victoria for people living with and at risk of viral hepatitis and liver disease. So, we do a lot of work around advocacy as well as education and health promotion. Um, and so, we sort of focus on at-risk groups for mainly hepatitis B and C. And, you know, we go out across the state and do a lot of, you know, talks. Um, we work with groups to sort of develop resources as well as do sort of workforce education as well. Um Looking, because I don't know much about the immigration health requirements, can you tell us what that looks like? Because I know it's super complicated, but if you could give us just like a general outline of it. Yeah, absolutely. So it can get quite complicated. I think the sort of overall thing is that most permanent visa application will be assessed against what's called the minimum health standards. Um, and that's an assessment that's done by a medical officer of the Commonwealth. Um, and they can sort of have a look at your medical history and do their own assessment. And the main thing that they are sort of assessing it against, I suppose, mm-hmm. are certain um, sort of things that may be what they consider sort of quote-unquote the risk to the Australian community, so mm-hmm. things like TB. Um, but then there's also the potential and hypothetical cost that something might have um, and also um, the need that there may be for services and healthcare things that are deemed to sort of be um, in short supply. So often we talk about things like transplants in that context. Mm. Um, and so that's what it gets assessed against. And so then that medical officer makes a decision whether or not the person applying for a, a usually a permanent visa mm. um, has anything that may need to be taken into account as part of that visa application. And can you tell us about the changes? Because it's sort of been relaxed. It's, it hasn't completely been removed, but there has been some slight changes. Yeah, for sure. So... Um, at the start of July, um, it changed. So what it used to be was that when they were looking at what was deemed to be a considerable cost or significant cost, um, that limit was $40,000 over the course of someone's lifetime, which is not a lot. When you're yeah. talking about healthcare, it's really not a lot. And so also over someone's lifetime, you know, that can be obviously, you know, years, and that was quite a barrier for people applying for visas that may have had sort of chronic long-term health issues, including hepatitis. Um, 
what now changed is that that sort of upper limit, I suppose, has been changed to 49,000, um, and it's calculated over 10 years or the length of the visa. Mm. So it's both the duration of time has been shortened and the maximum amount. So, you know, it is a step in the right direction and it's a really positive thing that changed. Mm. Um, and especially in terms of hepatitis, that is quite a slow progressing virus. Um, and so you often don't see kind of the need for more intensive healthcare um, until much later down the track for people applying for a visa. You know, 10 years, it's actually quite feasible that, you know, they would meet those requirements. And does it apply to a certain type of visa? Um, no, yes and no. So when you're looking at, you know, permanent visas, um, then that's sort of across the board. You know, most permanent visas, they have the same health requirement. Um, in terms of more temporary visas, um, you know, study visas and that sort of thing, then it depends whether or not um, you would require a health assessment, depending on a variety of things. So that might be what kind of visa it is, um, where they're moving from, um, what kind of work or study they, tend, mm. like, they plan to do. Um, so not all temporary visas would require a health assessment. Um, but even then, we don't sort of seem to see the same, seem to see the same issues um, with temporary visas because of the length of time. So it's unlikely yeah. that people would meet that threshold in that shorter period of time. Yeah. And uh, if we could sort of just go a bit back with the vir- uh, viral hepatitis, uh, can you tell us what that is and maybe also debunk any myths? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, with viral hepatitis, the two that we sort of talk about in terms of long-term chronic hepatitis are hepatitis B and hepatitis D. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... They're both viruses that affect the liver, um, and so they cause inflammation of the liver, um, and over a long period of time, that kind of constant inflammation can lead to liver damage and liver scarring and that sort of thing. Um, and so with hepatitis B, um, we see that is, you know, transmitted. They're both bloodborne viruses, um, and hepatitis C is predominantly a blood-to-blood transmission. With hep B as well, we also see um, that sort of mother-to-baby and sexually transmitted infection as well. Um, we can't treat um, or cure hepatitis B but we can treat it really well um, so there's really good medical management to reduce the risk to the liver and um, we also have vaccination so most people who went through the healthcare system as they were growing up in Australia would have been vaccinated for hep B. Mm. Um, with hep C we can actually cure that now so we have really good medication that um, is relatively new in the last few years yeah. um, that means we can cure hep C so that's sort of a bit of a brief overview um, yeah, yeah. And, and for those listening in who want to know more, um, where can they get information and also can they get it in another language? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a lot of information on our website, um, including uh, online brochure specifically around migration and viral hepatitis, um, and that is available online in a lot of different languages, including Vietnamese, simplified Chinese, Arabic, Burmese and Dari. Um, and then there's also our infoline number, which is a free 1-800 number, and that can be called through the Translating Interpreting Service. Um, and so then that can be in any language, and you can talk to someone during business hours about, you know, any questions you have around viral hepatitis, um, you know, if you need support around migration um, and other things as well. Mm, excellent. Thank you so much for your time. No, thanks for having me. So that was Isabel Purcell from Hepatitis Victoria discussing the latest changes to the immigration health requirements. If you'd like to know more, you can contact Hepatitis Victoria on 1-800-703-003. So that's 1-800-703-003. Or you can check out their website at www.hepvic.org.au. Wondering how you pay your donation to the 3CR Radiothon? 
Well, you can do so online at www.3cr.org.au or call us with your credit card details on 0394198377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to P.O. Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. CR are selling kefir Palestinian scarves in support of the last factory that produces them in Hebron, Palestine. All profits will be donated to the reconstruction efforts in Gaza and support Palestinian industry. These are traditional scarves available in red and black or you can choose from a modern design. Go to 3cr.org.au slash shop to buy online or drop into the station during business hours. Good morning, you're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 3CR Community Radio with myself, Anya, Ayan and George. Up next, I'm going to be talking to Anne McLeish. Thank you so much for joining us today, Anne. You're welcome, Anya. And tell us about yourself, Anne, and about the organisation you represent. Well, um, I'm a grandmother and I am the director of Kinship Carers Victoria, which is, I think, one of the most important roles I've played in my life. Mm. Working alongside and supporting kinship carers is um, a labour of love. Mm. And tell us about that. What is, what is kinship care, firstly, and who can be a kinship carer? Any, any relative of a child or very close family friend can be a kinship care. Mm-hmm. Carer, I beg your pardon. And kinship care is the form of care offered to children once they are removed from their parents that places them with other family members. Yeah. So you can imagine how important it is to us. We we believe that children should be placed with family wherever possible. Yeah. And can you talk to me? The fastest growing form of out of home care, not only in Victoria but around the world. Mm, Yeah. And can you talk to me a little bit about why this kinship care model is so important, especially at a time where children are being removed from families at such alarming rates? You're quite right, Anya. They are being removed at at alarming rates. Um, Mm. Just as an aside, Victoria um, removes children at a faster rate or a higher rate than any other state in Australia, which is very interesting. Mm. Um, And it's But kinship care is important because um, we find that Family care gives children the best options in life. Family care is usually very stable. And to the extent to which most of the kinship carers are grandparents, they make never-ending sacrifices on behalf of their grandchildren to keep them safe. Um, And the placements in kinship care are extraordinarily stable, which is important for these children. Mm -hmm. So connecting with family and stability of placement and having the children exposed to unconditional love of family members is really very important. Yeah, absolutely. And this week is um, Kinship Carers Week. It is. So it's can you tell us about ever, that? The first ever Kinship Care Week celebration, mm. and it's been funded um, by the government in order to shine a light on the work of kinship carers and to um, thank them for their work. 
they do as the quiet achievers in our community. Mm. We need to remind ourselves that these kinship carers are not only raising the children in their own families, but they are in fact raising Victoria's greatest resource, and that is our young people. Absolutely, very well said. What can listeners in community do to support kinship carers? And um, I guess more broadly, what kind of structural support do you think is needed to support kinship carers? Community members could um, just find out where the kinship carers are in their community. Mm. Every community has them, and perhaps um, say hello and offer a helping hand. We're, we're finding that uh, as people find out more and more detail about kinship carers, they're more amazed and more willing to help. And that help at a local level, connecting kinship carers back into their local community is really very important and much appreciated by them. Um, so th- that's an important thing to be doing. Um, the support, the structural support that kinship carers need mm-hmm. is developing all the time. I'm really proud to be able to report that Victoria is doing quite a lot to support um, kinship carers across the system. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the funding of Kinship Carers Victoria was an important first step. We were funded by the state government to set up kinship care networks right across the state and to, and to support kinship carers by representing their views back to government. Mm. Um, so it, it really is um, a, um, an exciting area of ongoing growth in Victoria. That's beautiful. And for any kinship carers out there who want to get in contact with your organisation, how do they do that? Pick up the phone, mm. 9372 2422. It really is that simple. And Naomi will be at the other end and have a chat to them. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Anne, about this really, really important topic. Thank you, Anne. You're welcome. And now we will play a tune by a hip hop artist from New South Wales. Her name is Hype Class with the song Queen. I 
protect my energy. No concern with enemies. Never been ordinary. Use the point unnecessary. Everywhere we go, yeah, we bring the unity. Never falling down in the face of adversity. I can see your pain, but I can see your life. You fight for your life. The future's so bright. But take the stairs. It's a long way to get up there. And what's your dare? Take your wings and fly anywhere. Look to your left. Australian Plants Expo is a huge native plant fair with displays, books, garden pots, giftware and activities for children, along with talks, demonstrations, workshops, refreshments and door prizes. The Australian Plants Expo, Saturday the 14th and Sunday the 15th of September, 10am to 4pm at the Eltham Community and Reception Centre, 801 Main Road, Eltham. Adults $5, concessions $4 and children free. Contact Australian Plant Society Yarra Yarra via email on apsyarrayarra at gmail.com or call 0430-513-433 for more information. The Australian Plant Society Yarra Yarra is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 3CR. We've had a pretty... Good show so far, lots of cool interviews. Mm. Yeah. I also yeah. want to shout out to you, Georgie, for the incredible tweeting you're doing. <laughs> Georgie's tweeting! I'm trying to learn from all of you. It's amazing. Yeah. Everyone follow George on Twitter. <laughs> What's your handle? George. I don't even know what my Maxwell. Is. is it? We are so shocked because George just got into the Twitter game. Mm. Oh, it's at GeorgeMax16. Oh, follow GeorgeMax16 for some. Oh, George, I'm so I'm learning, I'm learning. It's great, I love it. You can use <laughs> correct hashtags and everything. Mm. Yeah, George is sort of like, we always we always joke around saying that George is not from this generation. <laughs> in terms of like social media and stuff. <laughs> but you know, George started our Instagram page and yeah. now she's tweeting for really. I don't think she's I started it. I think I said we should get one and someone <laughs> else someone actually did it. did it. I don't know, I maybe... I, I think Ayan probably did it. I can't really no, remember. No, but you gave us the idea. <laughs> we would have never. So, well, yeah. thank you for the positive encouragement. <laughs> I learned from the best, of mm. course. 
So we just wanted to talk about a rally that is happening as soon as this program ends, starting at 8.30. There is a rally um, to support the fight to save the um, sacred Japarong trees. Mm-hmm. And so it starts at 8.30, goes till 12. It's at Victorian Parli- at the Victorian Parliament House. And so I, I imagine at this stage most of our listeners will be pretty familiar with this issue, probably been hearing the, the ads mm. on air. Mm. Um, but maybe a bit of background for, yeah, for people. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so this has been going on for h- how many months now? This is like... It's uh, almost Ma- a year. Many yeah. months, yeah, almost a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And a bit. That the the Japarong Embassy has been camped out to try and prevent Vic Roads and the Victorian state government from removing these trees, uh, these sacred uh, Japarong trees, to extend a highway, which would save pe- people a couple of minutes of time. Mm-hmm. So and just to ju- juxtaposition the story... The Federation Square has been saved. So the Federation Square building has received yeah. their, like, a heritage-type thingy. Um, yeah. So that ugly-ass building, sorry to say, <laughs> is being saved. <laughs> yeah. And these birthing trees have been around for tens of thousands of years, have seen lots of children um, mm. and elders, you know, consider it very, very sacred, and mm. none of the views have been taken on board so far so the rally today yes um so really important to get over there if if you have some spare time this morning but if you can't join the rally at parliament house you can listen live to 3cr at 9:30 for a cross a live cross during dirt radio so that goes from 9:30 to 10am and also the Kuri survival survival show from 10 to 11am so that will be with um Vivian Mallow Robert Thorpe and Terry Nellius beautiful and if people can um take some time off to go to camp um at Chapurong which is about 2 hours away from yeah. Melbourne near Ararat yeah go down bring supplies Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are lots of ways to show support and solidarity. Absolutely. Yeah. And they also have a website that I'm looking at mm. now. So it's the Wembessi. So it's, I'll give you the spelling. So it's D-W-E-M-B-A-S-S-Y dot com. So that's D-W-E-M-B-A-S-S-Y dot com. And it also has links to their Instagram, their Sorry, Twitter, Facebook, and let me actually just grab that and put it on our Facebook page um, so you could sort of just follow what's happening. And there's also other initiatives that you could support for that campaign. So it's super important that we get involved. And just thinking about all the environmental factors as well of um, demolishing these trees, like... You know, there's so many reasons to um, protect these uh, sacred birthing trees. And, yeah, if you care, get involved. 3CR are selling kafir Palestinian scarves in support of the last factory that produces them in Hebron, Palestine. All profits will be donated to the reconstruction efforts in Gaza and support Palestinian industry. These are traditional scarves available in red and black, or you can choose from a modern design. 
www.radio3cr.org.au slash shop to buy online or drop into the station during business hours. Genocide here is a lot more sneaky than it is in Rwanda or other places around the world. It's one thing white fellows learnt in the last 200 years to be very sneaky about their genocide. You look at the 38 nations that were here before white settlement and then you count up the numbers that are still surviving, still out there doing their business on their country. Well, there's only 25 left, so what happened to the other 13? Let's talk about the Black GST. Genocide to be stopped, sovereignty acknowledged and treaties made. Tune into Fire First every Wednesday from 11am till 12 midday on 3CR with Robbie Thorpe. Good morning. You're listening to 3C. Uh, you're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 3CR Community Radio. The time is 8:25. You are um, hearing from Ayan Sherwa. Sherwa. That's the white pronunciation. It's actually Sherwa. Sherwa. Um, and across from me, I have George and Anya, who Hello. is cackling <laughs> like a witch. <laughs> So, just a quick weather update. It is going to be 15 degrees today. Mostly cloudy, slight 30% chance of showers this morning. Spring weather. Kind of. I'm really hanging out for, check this out, oh, Wednesday, Thursday, but the pick of the days will be Sunday 21. Yes, come at me 21. Wow. 20. Who knew we'd be this excited about 21? (laughs) Honestly. So we've had a pretty great show and we just wanted to thank all of our beautiful guests today. Mm. Um, we had Aaron Sangaratnam talking about his new play, The Aussie Ethnic Identity Crisis, which I'm so excited to go and see. Mm. Um, and so that is going to be on the 21st of September, or we'll be going, sorry, from the 21st of September to the 29th. So definitely check that out. And then we had Joshua Badge, who joined us to talk about the Religious Discriminations Bill and why we should be alarmed about it. Mm. Um, another person, another great person to follow on Twitter. Yes, Definitely absolutely. Tuesday Breakfast favourite. Definitely. Always posting really important content that we learn a and lot And very from. good explanations. Yes. And very simple for people to follow as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely follow Joshua on Twitter. And we then had um, Isabel Purcell. From um, hepatitis Victoria, B, Victoria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On and the topic that I yeah that was really interesting mm. to learn about. I didn't know anything about those yeah. rules. I know, like forty. I think it's now down to forty thousand. But forty thousand still expensive. I mean, it's still a lot. But hopefully, if that even that amount makes a difference to mm. people, it's so important to get it out. And we were having we were chatting to her off air how she was saying that it wasn't like promoted widely so not many people know so if you've got friends family um neighbors who would be interested please let them know the immigration health requirements have changed slightly and they can learn more about that by mm. going to the hepatitis victoria website mm-hmm. and finally we had Anne mcleish director of kinship carers victoria who talked about the important role that kinship carers play in the community and how we can support them, especially since the rates of uh, removal of children um, from their families is um, at an all-time high. Mm. Yes, and we will be um, heading off to the protest. Yes, yes. 
we will be heading there hopefully straight after this. Yes, the yeah. job ground protest. Um, so at eight thirty we have accent of a woman. Woo! Um, so we're we're playing an interview that I did with the amazing, amazing um, Namila Benson, who is um, a radio veteran, but also someone who in the community is very supportive, very nurturing when it comes to women in radio, especially black women in radio. So she got to um, ghostwrite the Uncle Jack Charles book, um, Born Again Black Fella. Mm -hmm. So she looks at what that process was like, um, her time in radio, why it's important to promote the voices of women of colour. And I also play a snippet of a kind of like a talk from Samia Kuting. Um, Samia Kuting just released this awesome book called Australia Nama, which looks at the South Asian um, diaspora in Australia. And yeah, so if you're interested in that, stick around. Definitely. The, the, um, the discussion with Namila is amazing. Oh, she's, yeah. Yeah. She's incredible. I wish I could play the whole thing, but it's like, it's like a 12 minute kind of sampler. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, she's, she, now she's doing work at ABC's Radio National, Radio National. So check out the program Life Matters if you are interested in that. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening.